Welcome to Divine Empowerment with Mercy in the realm of the supernatural. Let me bring it to me, put humanity. Today we are doing our Bachelor Bible study. Amen. Welcome to our Bachelor Bible study. Our belief is going to be a life changing experience for you and I. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for your support. Click the notification button. I want you to share, I want you to comment, I want you to participate, okay? Be a part of what we're doing today in our ways. Amen? So welcome, welcome. Let's call in our Facebook people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Now we thank you for another opportunity to share your word today. Amazing God you are. Hallelujah. Woo! Amazing God. Amazing God. Amazing God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining. Please share. Invite somebody. Amen. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Bless you, Hallelujah. You want to quickly share today on our Bachelor Bible study what I'm trying counting the cost, counting the cost. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. You are a great defender, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you for finding us. Thank you for coming for us. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for your heart. Your heart towards us. To save us from ourselves. To save us from the destruction that is to come. The eternal death that is to come. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you, Lamb of the Most High God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Reba Sokote Nazela. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God, our defender, the Lamb of God that takes away, who takes away our sins. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Today, we want to talk about counting the cost of being in the Lord, counting the cost. You know, it is uh, overgeneralized, you know, when you talk about a Christian or you say, oh, no, you know, it's, it's a good thing to be a Christian. It is a good thing. It's a, a glorious thing. It is an eternal, eternal heritage to be a child of God, to belong to the kingdom of God, for our names to be written in the Lamb's book of life. And knowing that Jesus paid the price in full, he did, he did. But that doesn't leave us with nothing. That doesn't leave us that because all works is done, we just here to just fold our arms and like we don't have anything else to do. We, you know, he's given us responsibility. And that responsibility comes with counting the cost of being a child of God. Being a child of God will cost you everything. Like it costs Jesus his life. It will cost us everything to be a true child of God. And so I want to share with us what God's laid in my heart how it's laid it in my heart to share it. I know by the Spirit of God, it will be a tremendous blessing to every one of us. Amen. So God, we thank you for today. We honor you, Father. Abba, Father, Lamb of God, our God of mercy, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity to gather to share your word again today. We don't take this lightly, Lord. We thank you. We don't take this for granted. We love you. We appreciate you. For the privilege in the name of Jesus. Give us a learning heart, a yielding heart, a heart that is sold out to you, a heart that's empty of us, but open to everything and all that you are, so we can receive and keep receiving that which is of you. So we can continually be filled with more of you in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your grace that's sufficient for us, that's here to help us even now. We honor you. We appreciate you. We adore you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Welcome. How are you today? How are you doing? I trust God that all is well. All is well. All is well. Could be worse. It could be worse, brother. It could be worse, sister, but thank God. Hello. Yes. Let's have that attitude of knowing that it could be worse. And somebody else might be having it in a very worse situation. You know, worse than you think you are going through whatever you're going through. Somebody is going through the worst situation that you can never think. And if they can be hanging in there and trusting, you can do better. You can still hang in there. And trust God. Hello. Amen. Amen. So let's go to what we have for today. First count the cost. So you don't start and then stop. Hallelujah. You know, I, someone was telling me, I was trying to, uh, I was doing my evangelism by the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. And somebody was telling me that, he used to be a Christian. Now he's a Muslim. Now that got me thinking like, what happened, brother? Why will you convert back to Islam after Jesus saved you? So that's what we've, we've got to think. Because at the end of the day, it is not whether the grace of God was sufficient to hold him to 
uphold him, to keep him in the Lord. It is the fact that we all have the power of choice. Like one of one one of the uh, person that I was trying to give, you know, talk to about Jesus this morning said to me, uh, you know what, uh, you know, don't we have choice? You know, don't, don't we have, a, you know, the, the right to make our choices? I said, of course you do. You have 100%. 100% you know right to make the what the choice that you want to make about your faith god is not compelling you and i'm not here to compel you to give your life to jesus amen so i really encourage you today i'm here to speak to us about counting the cost because this is where we will have the eternal foresight about where we're going. Because this is not a three months, five years. And some of you have had a timeline for God. Like, okay, God, if this doesn't happen, you're giving your life to Jesus on a term of, okay, I'm, are you doing this because you believe in God will do this for you. And so if God doesn't do it within your time frame, you feel like it's time to draw back because God did not meet you like you anticipated. I'm speaking to somebody. So now, God is no more relevant because after five months that it didn't come through like you wanted, like you anticipated, now this you know, Christianity of it in this Jesus thing is not it's not valid. It's not something you can depend on. Jesus said, which of you desiring to build a tower, amen, which of you desiring to build a tower does not sit first, but does not first sit down and count the cost. Whether he has enough to complete it. This is in Luke chapter 14, verse 28. Amen. So Jesus wanted to prevent us. You know, because people, people will start like the Saudi University or you know, vocation or training or skill, like somebody that wants to be a police officer. For instance, I was told that their training is so, 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 you know, it is such that if you don't have a tough skin, you will drop out within, you know, the few weeks of the training. So if you want to go by that, before you want to think of becoming a police officer, you want to really think out, will you like, will you be able to follow through the training? Because without the training, there'll be no certification of you becoming a police officer. I think it has to do with all of the military uh, training though. They don't pamper them. Just as the, uh, the profession is supposed to be rigid and, and you know, they're out for war, out for situations, and, and you know, the, the, like the place they are in the, uh, in the community, bringing order to chaos, they are prepared, they are trained to take care of situations that are chaotic that are re, you know even life threatening and stuff like that so their the, the training will be rigorous it won't be like the, the normal training of a, a school teacher or a road, uh, uh, someone that's just gonna help children cross the road hello somebody so we're talking about preparing our heart for the kingdom, for 
the kingdom. You know, Jesus said, which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Luke 4, 14, Luke 14, verse 28. Jesus, the whole idea of Jesus saying this is that some people think coming to Jesus is bread and butter every single day. Of course, there's bread and butter in Jesus. But is it bread and butter every day? Capital N-O. It says, let him that wants to follow him take his cross and follow him. So there is a cross. There is a cross. Glory to God. He doesn't want us to start and don't want to finish. And this is also meant to encourage us that already in him, that yes, it's not going to be bread and butter, but I am with you. I am with you. It's a cause that is set to strip us of all of our idea, all of our, you know, personal and physical, uh, uh, what do you call it? Physical protection and, you know, it, it brings you to a place where you now know if I give it all to him, if I have counted the cost, this, that is part of the deal. I hear some people say, oh, but this is too much. If he did all of this and did all of that, Jesus died on the cross, and why still this, why still that? I came on yesterday to encourage you. And the scripture that we read yesterday says to be what? Of good cheer. Because he has overcome the world. Because in this world, there will be what? There will be tribulation. But the Lord said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. We want to live for Jesus. But we don't want to experience the cost of living for Jesus. The cost of Jesus, the cost of living for Jesus and living for him. God bless you man of God Dr. Timothy. God bless you and your family. It will cost you your desire even though he says the desire of the righteous shall not be cut off, of course, the desire of the righteous shall not be cut off. But there are desires that are not really necessary for where he's taking you, for what he's ordained for you. So those desires will not be granted as long as they're not taking you to where he's taking you. The scripture says that why not you sit and count? Because when we don't sit to count, we take everything as in this shouldn't have been, this shouldn't have been. This is why people fall out. This is why someone will be a Christian for 15, 15 years and become and go back to Islam. Because they cannot handle the cost. I'm a Christian. Why can't I do this? I'm a Christian. I can do this. And the Lord said, no. 
No, if you're here now, you can't do this anymore. Unless you belong there. You know, someone was asking me, oh, as a Christian, can I have multiple wives? You know, is it, is it okay to, you know, somebody was mentioning Solomon and, and, I, and I said, can you love them the same? Can you love, that was the time of Solomon. This is our time. If you want to go by Solomon, will you be able to love all, if you want to marry two now, this man is married. He says, you know, is it okay to marry another one as a Christian? Why will you want to marry another one, brother? I said to him. Because you will not be able to show the same love, level of love, responsibility to the two. I said, one woman is enough trouble. It's enough responsibility, not as in trouble, like trouble, maker, whatever. It's enough responsibility. You have a lot of responsibility to carry out with just one. So imagine having two, having three of such responsibility. If you really want to live long, I said to him, you don't, you don't think like that. Maximize the one you have. Walk. Walk the one you have. Make it everything you want it to be. Because you can. You can make it all that you want it to be. It will take work. It will, it's not by what you're saying now. Because the, 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 if you have someone else and bring that woman in, like you're saying, it will not enhance your happiness. You can only multiply your wahala, your, your problem. And he said, oh, you're right. Thank you. He's a great man, a great man of God. You know, he has a radio station and he's a great man of God. And he was honest about his question. So what am I saying? Count. We must count the cost of being a true child of God. A true child of God. It will cost you associations. There are people that you have no business being associated with because they will not make the best of you. They will either make you or break you. Because at the end of the day, it's not about who you used to be. It's who are you becoming? as a result of the people that are around you or that you've allowed to be your circle of friends. Hallelujah. When we know the cost, then our expectations, our expectations will be sought such, pardon me, that will be glorious. And we will not be messed up by our experiences. Our experiences will not take us out. Will not make us see God less than who he is. The Bible says that let he that believe, you know, let he, let he that come to him, come to him and believe in him. For who? He is. Know who God can be. It's already who he is. I am that I am. Situations will not change him. Issues of life will not change God. 
He's God. So allowing experiences to determine who God is and who God can be will be a place where people run to the wrong places for solution. In this world, this and this will happen. But in me, you will have peace. Say the Lord. What are your expectations about God? Some of you have had a loss of jobs and business situations and, and we wonder why. Some of you have had some trials and you question why as a child of God. But we don't realize that the reason why we live in this fallen world is because he wants to show himself. He wants to show himself strong on our behalf. Somebody was telling uh, a man of God, you know, they were talking about trials and situations, and this person said, everything is going well, there, is, there are no trials, there are no circumstances, now everything is 100% okay. And the man of God said, now I know that you are not born again. You are not really, really walking in your calling. Because if you are, it will, the, 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 the report will be different. Because there is a cost. There is a cost. The day most of you get this together, your life will become more lively and more of a living life that you no longer exist, but you actually live. You're living. Because a good life is not the absence of trials. In fact, a dead life, a spiritually dead life, could be a life of no challenges. Because the devil will leave you alone. As long as you're not bothering the devil with your intercession, with your prayers, with your faith, with all that you're doing for the Lord, he's going to leave you alone because this person here is right already in his hands. The person is part of the kingdom of the enemy. Because if you are not for the Lord, you are definitely against him. You are in the team of the enemy. So the enemy, Satan will leave the person alone. We stop bothering them because they belong to him. You can't belong to God and say that the devil is not, it's not your enemy. No, he's your enemy because you are of God. Counting the cost will shape your life. Will keep your mind in a very healthy place. Will keep your hope high in the Lord. It will cause you to have the joy of the Lord. Because you know that your trials are just for a moment. It's part of the deal. When, when, when I minister to people during, during evangelism, during evangelism, pardon me, what I hear people say, 
Sometimes it's like, okay, so if I give my life to Jesus with all of my problems, be rolled away. You mentioned, okay, they have this going on, they have that going on. If they give their life to Jesus now, will everything be turned around? <laughs> I say to them, I'm not going to promise you that everything that you're going through is going to be solved. But one thing I do know, that you will not be going through by yourself any longer. You will take up the yoke of the law that is easy and is burden that is light. So now, what makes others to sink, you will be thriving. While others sink, you will be thriving. Some of the things he will take care of and some that he will not take care of, he will give, he will give you the grace. And you will know that you will know that it's no longer the same. Even though everything is not settled, you've got peace, you've got joy, you've got life, you are living, you're not dead anymore. That's something I can promise you, brother and sister. I can promise you that. Because where there are no challenges, no challenges at all. It's the life of a dead person. Somebody, I was talking to someone the other day, and she said she doesn't go to church anymore. She used to be a leader somewhere. I don't know if it's whether it's in Africa or here, but she said she doesn't go to church anymore. I didn't have the time to really figure out, okay, why? But she mentioned there's no point. So at this point, you begin to ask, what relationship did you have with the Lord in the first place? But yeah. How can you receive what was already done for you? And then now you reject it. Like you don't want, you don't want anymore. Why? Because they didn't count the cost. The reason why somebody will be in the Lord for five years. And because after five years, she thought she was going to get pregnant and have a baby. And now the baby is not forthcoming. Now they said, no, you know what? They, will, they better go the other way. Since the baby has not come. They leave the faith of Christ completely and go somewhere else. and say they better serve another God. That can give them a baby. Why would they do that? They didn't count the cost. Why would someone choose a Christian sister want to be a second wife to an uh, to an Alahaji to an to Alahaji, a Christian, born again, daughter of God. Because she has waited several years for a purpose mate. And because the man wasn't forthcoming, she decided to yield to marry a Muslim who is already married. So she's becoming the second wife. No cost. It didn't count the cost. We will be less frustrated, you know, there will be less frustration in the body of Christ if we sit down to count the cost of being a true follower 
of Jesus Christ. It strips you of everything. Glory to God. When we do, it preserves our decision. It's a decision by the grace of God. And I'm going to love this God, follow this God, and serve him for the rest of my life. And then in heaven forever, Jesus knew that there are people that will not be able to handle what comes with salvation and living for Jesus. Not everybody. This is why he said, count the cost. If you think it's not something you want to, it's something you don't want to do or you, you don't want to do, you have a choice. You have a choice. Hallelujah. We, we are humans. I understand. We are humans. But the Lord says, he will make sure that which we cannot handle doesn't come near us. So when people say, Oh, I, 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 you know, I can't do this anymore. But the Lord says he will not allow that which we cannot handle come by us. So whatever he allows, he already knows we can handle it by his grace. How are we daily counting the cost? Because it has to be on a daily examination and remind, you know, yeah, I remind us, like, okay, what's it? Because the enemy will come. What's the point? Why are you wasting your time? The enemy, you you know, you know how it works, right? And this is how many will, will always listen and let the enemy have a few days in their mind. The point is, we want to make heaven. But it's not said under what we have to lose. Heaven is a place of peace where there's no chaos, no sickness, no death. If that's all that there is, it's enough. But that's not all. Here on earth, as we count at the cost of following Jesus, of living for him, we leave heaven on earth here. Because we're no longer ignorant of the devices of the enemy. We know now that whatever it is God allows is part of the deal. And all we need to do is to let him reign. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. So we must make up our minds. Have I counted the cost enough? Have you counted the cost enough? So we don't leave in anger and resentment and telling God why, why, why. Someone was telling me, don't tell me God is a good God. When this happened, that happened, that happened, that happened. I said, one thing I can tell you is that he's a good God because you're still here. Everything, everything else has gone out, has left you. But what about you? Aren't you glad that he's kept you? Who did he has 
also allowed you to go like they all went? That they all that like they all left? Oh, this person did that, this person died, that person died. Couldn't God have saved them? Couldn't God have healed, you know, couldn't God have healed them? How can you tell me he's a good God? I served, you know, I gave, and this is happening. How can somebody tell me? I said, you have the right to be angry about the situation. But I will really encourage you not to be angry with the one, the only one that has what it takes to change it. No, you, I, 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 I agree. You I be angry with the situation. But be angry with God is an error. Because now you're taking the anger to the one who can help you. Because if he doesn't help you, nobody can help you. Even somebody praying for you, he has to answer. The person that's going to intercede for you will not answer your, 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 your prayers. They can only pray. And only God can answer. And this person was speechless for a second. Like, yes. If you blame God because he allowed it. And now you're angry with the same God who probably, yeah, who probably all he did was, you know what, the enemy, you came for everybody. But you're not taking this one. Why don't you see it this way? The enemy came to take all of you out. But God preserved you. Because that, that was what the enemy came to do. To wipe you all out. But God preserved you. And you're still blaming the God that saw everything. And allowed the things that must go to go. Why are you still here? I, when I said this, he said, please pray for me. Because he now began to see things that had transpired that were supposed to take him out. But he wasn't taken out. He said one thing happened that was worse than everything that happened to every one of them. But he's still here. So now, you're telling me he's not a good God? Maybe you're listening to me or you're listening to this later on. And you're like, oh. See, we blame God for the things God has even delivered us from. It's an error. This is why counting the cost will help us. We help reshape our expectation so that our experiences that's meant to grow us, that's meant to transform our inside out, that's meant to bring us closer to God, will not take us away from him. I saw someone the other day, I said, oh, how are you? I haven't seen you for a while. Is everything okay? Said the things have been going on, you know. I said those things should bring you closer to God, not farther away from Him. Where is the answer coming from? Why are you running away when you should be pushing yourself closer to Him? So, why? Same answer. We don't count. We don't count. Many of us don't count the cost. That's why somebody will say they can't take it. They, they can't take this anymore. And all they want to do is to take their own life. Because they never counted the cost. 
how someone will be going through such a deep, a deep place and why their miracle is like a second away. They take their life because they didn't count the cost. Romans 8, 28, the scripture says, and we know that all things, not one thing, not some, not maybe some things, says, and we know that all things work together for good. For those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. If we can always remind ourselves about everything, everything, like, okay, I know it's working for my good. It's working for my good. It is working for my good. I don't care what it looks like, what it sounds like. It's all working for my good. Because I love you, Lord, and I'm called according to your purpose. The scripture says David encouraged himself in the Lord. He came back from war and met his place empty. He took his wives, took his children. His house was empty. He didn't sit down and be crying and say, oh, you know, it's over. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord and he inquired of the Lord, what do I do from here? And the Lord said, pursue them. Pursue them. Overtake them and recover all. David didn't say, oh, well, I went to fight for God and this happened. Can God protect my home, protect my children, protect my, you know, uh, the, the wives? Because he, he went to fight for, for God, right? Would they have said, can't this God have sent him to do what he went, he just came back from. Could he have protected or prevented this from happening? No, he didn't. He encouraged. How many times has things happened and instead of encouraging yourself, you worsen the situation by your character, by your uh, reactions by your actions by what you said and didn't say because that can only worsen the situation David encouraged himself in other words he probably said to himself I just came back from the war he said this can't be no the enemy cannot win let me talk to my God. I know how he will turn this around in my favor. And I know he will turn it around. When we realize and, and get it settled in our spirit that whenever anything shows up to mock our God, it is our God saying, I want to glorify me. Let me glorify me. Allow me to glorify me in this. Because that's what God is, is doing and saying. Because if there are no trials, if things if it's just smooth, 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 that's a boring life. That's a life that 
What will God do? <laughs> How will he show himself? What will be said was done? The way of a child of God, the life of a Christian, the life of a born again child of God is a life that is always positioned to showcase the glory of God through situations, diverse situations. That's why as faces are different, so are challenges different. Because God wants to use our lives as a platform to glorify his name, to honor his word. This is why no chaos should take you at a surprise. No situation should you know, clear you from the ground. No situation should cause you to go to Egypt where God delivered you from. Because there's no help in Egypt. There's no help. God wants us to start and finish. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He doesn't want us hang and miss along the way or drop out. He wants us to start and complete the race he's called us to run. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's allow the word of God. I think it's, it becomes nothing but the truth when we not, we not just hear the, we don't just hear the word of God. We, we, we allow the word of God to to become part of our lives. It becomes our daily manual leading us from where we are to where we're going. When we allow the word of God to rule us, our minds, everything is different. Everything is different. We are able to stand the test of time. We are able to stand the test of time. I'm not talking about those that, you know, when situation comes, they don't remember to shower anymore. They lose it. That's not where God wants, that's not how he wants us to operate. When he says, after you've done all you've known to do, stand. It means stand, stand strong, stand encouraged, stand with a hope that it's not over. It is not over. Count the cost. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, somebody. Woo! Woo-hoo-hoo! Mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm-mmm
if you know, if you realize, whatever it is, is part of the deal. Allow him to glorify himself in it. Let God glorify his name. Don't say, why me? Don't lose your mind over situations. It can be heavy. Jesus felt our sin. He felt it on the cross and almost gave up. But guess what? He came back to himself and said, Lord, let your will be done. Father, let your will be done. Let that be your resolve. Let it always be his will. Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Because you are ready to complete, to allow him to complete what he has started. You are ready, you are prepared for the kingdom that is to come. And no matter what that takes, no matter how much it will cost you, you've already made up your mind. You're not going back to the world. You're not going back to your vomit. You're not going back to the life that you used to live and the things you used to do. Bye to the world. Hello. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So today, I just want to encourage you. Isaiah 49 verse 8. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day to rededicate yourself. To, to now sit down and recount the cost. Some of you counted in the past. You've forgotten. So now, let there be a recount. So at least you can be at peace. Hallelujah. Isaiah says, it, when you go through, the Lord said, when you go through, he will go through with you. He's not, he didn't say, you know, you go through by yourself. Whenever you go through, to God's family, congratulations. 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 Amen. So what do you want to do next? Connect with the local church so you begin to grow. Let's go to show you. Where's my church? Where's my pastor? Amen. Where's my pastor? He will show you. And if God is showing you Revelation Church, Simi Valley, here in LA, you will surely be blessed. God will bless you. Okay? He will bless you. Come and, come, come and fellowship with us on a Thursday. Prophetic service every Thursday. Just come and visit. And then you can, you know, see for your service by the Spirit of God, if God will have you be, you know, one of us. It's a beautiful place to be. I promise you, the presence of God is tangible in Revelation Church. So, yeah. Services, Thursdays, 7.30, and Sundays, 10 o'clock a.m. Thursdays, 7.30 p.m., Sundays, 10 a.m. And this Friday, we have the Friday service. Okay, and it will be a blessing to you. Why don't you come? I think it's 7.32. Okay? Come and be blessed. We have the Easter, you know, Good Friday service on this Friday. So you can come. It's going to be back-to-back fellowship and enjoying the presence of God this next few days for the Easter celebration. It will be a blessing to you. Come and visit us. And God will richly bless you. Amen. Have an amazing rest of the day.
a lion, but he goes around like a roaring lion. And so when we see him going around, because we are not in his will, because we are not prayerful, we begin to panic. We begin to panic and we see things that are not of God, and it scares us. Instead of being Hallelujah. Number one, we have to know that he is. See, a lot of us, when we meet our father, we know that our father is our father. But when we're talking about God, we forget that he is our father. He is our source. 